Is America's primary system working? Is the Electoral College still the best process for electing a president? Could a third-party candidate ever be successful? In a new season of You Might Be Right, former Tennessee governors Bill Haslam and Phil Bredesen gather the country's top experts to explore these issues and more as we approach the 2024 presidential election. Listen to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee, available now wherever you get your podcasts. Hey everyone, it's Michelle Williams, and I love being able to share my story with you on my podcast, Checking In with Michelle Williams, where my guests and I, we get real as we share the ups and downs of our mental health journeys, and I'd love for you to join me. Hey, it's going to be your church and your turn up. So listen to Checking In with Michelle Williams every Tuesday, a part of the Black Effect on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Sports Rage with Gabe Morency. Rage all you want. Level two, this is Sports Rage. I am Gabriel Morency, the pencil players, the hustlers, the people that bust them, and everybody else in between. Throwing it down on this Sunday night. Shout out to all of our radio affiliates, including San Diego and Los Angeles. The mightier 1090 as uh, we rock uh, this evening. We're talking NBA basketball. We're getting a little NFL football, actually, uh, as well. Some soccer talk. Uh, Bayern uh, gets it done, beats Paris Saint-Germain. And, of course, we'll talk some National Hockey League uh, playoffs as the Vancouver Canucks uh, finding out that the Las Vegas Golden Knights are a lot tougher than the St. Louis Blues uh, were. There's different levels to this stuff, man. And when you move on in in the playoffs, suddenly your opponents, uh, they exponentially become a lot tougher. (laughs) Like People don't realize that. Like like, like the Toronto Raptors dropped 150 on the Brooklyn uh, Nets. I'm telling you what. The Raptors are not going to be dropping 150 on the Boston Celtics, all right? Things suddenly get tougher. Meanwhile, things are already tough right now for the Los Angeles Clippers. Clippers getting all that they can handle uh, from the Dallas Mavericks. Luka Doncic was called out by Montrez Harrell on Friday night, and Luka Doncic comes back and responds in a big-ass way. He drops uh, 43. Donovan Mitchell drops 51. Probably the best player in the NBA that people don't uh, know about, Donovan Mitchell. This kid's unbelievable, and he's going off. And it's not just Donovan Mitchell either. Utah, Utah are playing real good basketball. You know, normally I've always sort of discounted Utah. Like, you know, I never really think their ceiling is all that high. But Utah are a difficult team to play against, man. I think Utah can battle with anybody uh, right now. Things are getting good in the NBA playoffs. But we're not going to tell you what already happened. We're going to try to tell you what's going to happen on Monday. Can Oklahoma City uh, get back in this thing. The Oklahoma City Thunder on the verge of being down three games to none, but they went off late. They found a way to get it done. They're going to have to find another way to get it done. Uh, once again, they're getting three points. Meanwhile, uh, Portland Trailblazer backers, at least uh, backers that had eight points, were lucky to get the push uh, on Saturday as uh, Portland seemingly getting uh, beaten down up by the Los Angeles Lakers. A one-two punch, LeBron and AD stepping up and delivering and getting it done. Earl Thomas cut uh, by the Baltimore Ravens. Conduct detrimental to the team. They didn't like him, basically. Earl Thomas just talks too much, and he's been upsetting them repeatedly. Cowboys front runners to pick him up. Shocker. Four trades late night. Bring it. Yes. 
SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Have you written a book and need some insight into what comes next? Or are you passionate about cooking and want to know how to make it your career? Or maybe you just want to hear insider stories about the entertainment industry. Either way, we've got you covered with the Two Guys from Hollywood podcast. I'm Alan Nevins, a literary agent and talent manager. And I'm Joey Santos, a columnist and celebrity chef. And on our podcast, Two Guys from Hollywood, we bring our expertise to the table with, of course, delicious cocktails and all kinds of recipes for you to try at home. So grab a drink and join us. We've got a wide range of celebrity guests and Hollywood insiders to discuss pop culture, publishing, and entertainment. And we'll provide you with an unfiltered and sometimes brutally honest show about Hollywood. As we like to say, we don't dish, we serve. Listen and follow Two Guys from Hollywood on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. We'll talk at you soon. Rage it up. Sports Rage with Gabe Morenci. Rage all you want. Sports Rage Late Night. I am Gabe Morenci. Level two. Man, this show's just uh, flying by, but uh, it always uh, does because it's that good. All right, we're uh, we're kicking it with Big Man on campus uh, right now. And uh, Big Man, I want to get into a little soccer talk and uh, recap what happened and put it in perspective. Uh, Bayern's uh, Champs League uh, victory uh, today, but let's just uh, let's just wrap up the NBA um, with uh, with a couple of picks. And you know, if anything catches your eye, overnight uh, numbers here uh, right now. So we talked about the Bucks are minus thirteen and a half against Orlando, Houston Rockets minus three against uh, the Thunder. The total in the Milwaukee Orlando game is two twenty six. The total in Houston and Oklahoma two twenty. The Rockets minus three, 220. Miami Heat and the Pacers, the Heat lay six, total 216 and a half. And then uh, the nightcap, Lakers are minus seven and a half, total 224 and a half. Uh, any overnight picks? Catch your eye, big man. Yeah, you know, I think the Heat uh, Pacer game is interesting. I was on this the other night, as I told you, I like the team total for Indiana. This is interesting, though, because. The psychological thought on being down 3-0, and we've seen it, is normally teams kind of body language-wise just kind of give up. They're ready to leave. They've been away from their family for a month and a half. They're just looking to get out of there. But, you know, you look at the Pacers. Um, you know, I thought they played pretty well the other night. Um, they just kind of fell apart late in the game with some bad turnovers. But you look at injury-wise, Jay Crowder uh, may not play. Iguodala may not play. Derek Jones. Jones may not play. You know, if I get two or three of those guys out, even one of those guys out, I have some interest. And if you look at this line, it's come down a little bit. Might just kind of signify that maybe the injury news isn't great. That kind of levels the bench off a little bit. I like what I saw out of Indiana in game three. You've got to wonder if they could just get one here. I'm willing to think they can because even in the first three games, I thought they've been in most of these games, if not for most of the third quarter into the fourth quarter. Uh, they just haven't had enough late in the game. Um, I'm going to kind of look a little bit more at them. I mentioned I do like the Magic, uh, especially if Aaron Gordon plays. I think I might just grab that at 13 and a half now. I think that's the best number I'm likely going to get. Um, 
And I like what I've seen from them. We talked quickly about Oklahoma City and Houston. Like I said, I mean, Billy Donovan has to stop being so hard-headed with Steven Adams. He may not have to worry about it because I don't know if Adams is going to play tomorrow due to an injury. But I think they're better right now with him off the court. He just doesn't really suit in the small ball lineup. Uh, I think it's pretty evident, though, that Oklahoma City can't necessarily score with Houston. Um, so that's a game I might look under the total in. Uh, and then the late-night game. I mean, you and I, we kind of got lucky last night grabbing the Blazers plus eight. Um, this is their last shot. They've got to win. Uh, they, they can't really screw around anymore. But I, I still want to think that the Blazers are going to get it going offensively. But the Lakers have looked good. Um, I'm going to probably look towards the Blazers. But I still got some work to do. We'll have something earlier in the day tomorrow. Exactly. And, you know, one thing about the Blazers, though, they almost they almost need to be in a bad spot. You know what I mean? Like they're they're the type of team that like they don't really play well unless it's like a desperate situation. And I think now we're back to that. I almost expect them now to get back to I, I think the Blazers show up tomorrow night. And I know and, and I maybe they don't win, uh, but it'll be closer. And I think we can get better than a push. I'm leaning with the Blazers uh, right now, but that's why we host game time decisions. Uh weekdays at six to make I, these I final think, game time decisions. I think re- Real quick, Gabe, um, one thing about this Laker-Portland series that's interesting is it's not that Portland, they're just not getting any good shots in, in any of these games. Like, their pick-and-roll offense hasn't really worked. And, like, everything they've done, they, they, they don't get a lot of catch-and-shoot opportunities. Just when you look at some of the hoop math at, at what they're doing, th- th- there's a lot of bad shots being put up by Portland. Carmelo Anthony has been kind of a mess at times. Um, you know, Nurkic hasn't been great. Whiteside's been a non-factor. McCollum's still injured. Um, I, I just don't know if Lillard's enough. Uh, but you're right. It seems like whenever their kind of backs are against the wall, they figured things out here. So, you know, they've been worn out, too. They played a lot of games. Um, I'm going to have to look to at least get seven in this game. I'm not sure if I'm going to be interested in anything under that. So I want to get into uh, to Bayern Munich. Cash the ticket, uh, plus 100. So they, they win uh, one nil, and I brought it up earlier, and I said I can't you know I can't recall a team as good as this team like in recent memory, big man, and I'm not putting a stake in the ground uh, here and saying they're the best team ever, but in recent memory, like they're the most dominant team, and and, and it's not just my opinion. I mean the facts back it up. So Bayern becomes the first team ever, guys, to run the table in a Champions League competition. Think about that. Like, first team ever. They went 11-0, and big men. Um, normally, they play 13 games, obviously. You know, they, they didn't play, um, you know, they, there was two less games in a, in a tournament this year due to the pandemic. Uh, but they're the first team ever in Champs League uh, history not to lose a match. They went uh, 11-0. and um, They scored 43 goals in the 11 matches. They gave up eight. So their Champs League, the the box score says 43-8. in the 11 games. You know, this, what what a run! I mean, you know, dominant domination in the Bundesliga, dominations in the Champs League. I mean, it was perfection, big man. You can't do better than going 11 and 0, bro. Yeah, uh, they were they were impressive. Um, you know, I, I will say. Look, how Paris Saint-Germain didn't score in this game, I thought was wild. Um, 
they should have won. I'm, I'm being honest with you. I thought they were a better team today. Uh, they just didn't finish. Um, th- there were some ugly opportunities wasted. Uh, Neymar didn't play well in the Champions League. Um, as far as the best team, you know, there's been some great Bayern Munich teams game. I mean, back in 2013, they had a, a terrific side. I mean, there were some great Real and Barcelona teams over the years. AC Milan back in 2007, uh, you know, with Kaká and, and Pirlo and Clarence Sedorf. Uh, but, yeah, look, from, from a, 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 a 1 to 11 and, you know, the, the reserves – you know, it's hard to find a team, you know, more stacked. I mean, Lewandowski and Nabry and Mueller and, and Gretzka and Komen and you know, guys like Coutinho and Perisic off the bench. It, it's it's a wealth of talent. They were sparkling. Look, I thought. How about this? How about know, the Coleman? Barcelona Kings, game was Kings, just incredible. Yeah, 8-2 win against yeah. Barca. So how about Kingsley Coleman? He's 24 years old, bro. He's, this is his resume. Champions League, um, Champions League um, champion, and um, game-winning goal scorer scored the uh, scored the, the only goal. Five-time Bundesliga uh, champion, <laughs> two-time Serie A champion, Coppa Italia, Super Coppa Italia. Um, he's the, won the Liga twice. Like it's it's insane the amount of trophies this kid has for for a 24-year-old. And for the record, to Alfonso Davies. Becomes the first ever Canadian to win a Champions League trophy, big man. First ever, um, first ever Canadian, only Canadian man, and the youngest defender ever to win a Champs League uh, title for uh, like just so many great players and so many great stories on this Bayern team, uh, big man. Tw- and as in the last 26 games, yeah, they really are. 25 0 and 1. They had one draw. 25 0 and 1. They've won 21 straight since, like, just a hell of a run, man. What can magical run, bro? And I, I like it. I wrote it, big man. I wish I, I wish I bet on all 26 of these games. <laughs> but ever since they came back, I was pretty much on them every game. Like I, I, you know what I mean? I didn't. There might have been a few here or there I missed or something like that. But um, I pretty much bet on them. I never bet against these guys. And man, they, these guys were just money, big man. So I want to thank Bayern Munich for the hell yeah, of a I mean, run. It's not going to be. It's not going to be the last time they win either. I mean, they've had these guys for a lot of years. Uh, that you mentioned Davies, you mentioned you know, there's Nabry. They have some really great young players as well. Um, it's going to be a fun year next year for them as well because they're just as good. But yeah, it was it was incredible. It really was. Um, I just thought PSG should have been better. I thought they were the better team in this game. They're really, really honest, and you can take yeah, me to with that one. Uh, they just yeah. couldn't connect. Oh. Um, all right, we'll get into some NFL on the other side, some NHL as well. Let's talk some NFL football, sports race late night. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Hey, everyone. It's Michelle Williams, and I love being able to share my story with you on my podcast, Checking In with Michelle Williams, where my guests and I get real as we share the ups and downs of our mental health journeys, and I'd love for you to join me. I'm still on my own journey, but I want to be transparent with you because as I was posting all the highlights of my life on social media, I was breaking down. 
And too many people fall victim to the picture-perfect image of the high life. So I created a space to discuss the good and the bad. We can laugh, man. We, we gonna learn. And most of all, I hope to inspire you to go on this journey with me to better mental health. This is gonna be your church, your turn up, and everything in between. So join me on my podcast, Checking In with Michelle Williams, a safe space for every kind of person. Listen to Checking In with Michelle Williams every Tuesday, a part of the Black Effect on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to Sports Rage with Gabe Morenci. Portrait late night continues. I am Gabriel Morenci, big man on campus, kicking it with us uh, right now. Getting some NFL uh, footballs. The countdown uh, is on. A little more. It's hard to believe, guys. It's, it's crazy, man. The calendar, um, the calendar just keeps turning, huh? As the days of our lives. <laughs> time just goes by too fast, man. The show goes by fast, but time goes by fast. So, um, Man, we're about two and a half weeks away from the start of the National Football League season. As crazy as that sounds. It's like, it's like really? Like, wow, I haven't played preseason. There will be no preseason. So, uh, big man on campus with us. You can follow him on Twitter at Jeff Nady. You can follow me on Twitter at Sports Rage. So, big man, um, normally this is the time of year that I'm actually, that I go to Vegas or that we have someone in Vegas and we're, we're signing up. We're getting in on some of these uh, these contests the super contests and all, all that other type of stuff. Yeah, I'm not um, I'm not as quite as enthusiastic about it uh, this year. And, you know, just quite frankly, I don't know what's going to happen. You know, I think there's going to be canceled games. And there's, I don't think the season, I think the season will be okay. But I wouldn't be surprised if, like baseball, all right, this game's canceled. And, you know, these two teams aren't playing for two weeks. And so, you know, you have the variables, variables of the contest. but I tell you what, you know they're getting desperate, uh, big man, because the Westgate is offering two free hotels, two free rooms, uh, two nights, uh, two rooms a week if you enter the contest. And let me tell you, they never did that perk before, brother. You should give you a damn T-shirt, all right? <laughs> like, um, so, like, basically, they're giving you a hotel to come and watch the games. Like, you know what I mean? Like, enter and then come. They only have a couple of hundred entries right now which I almost kind of like the fact when I first entered the super contest guys years ago, there was 478 people in it. And then like the, the, the next year, I remember it was like six or 700 and it was up to like 700. Now it was ridiculous. Last year, I think it was like 37 or 3,800 or something like that. And I don't like it big man. It's too random when you have 3,800 people. I mean, you know, you could have a dog pick, you know, random winners. I wouldn't, you have 38, like, 100 people it's just it's sort of like it becomes like a lottery uh almost but interesting that they only have a couple of hundred this year and they're giving away hotel rooms big man yeah i was actually surprised to hear that i thought there would be a lot more because i've I've seen like pictures of vegas and like people are going and i don't know about you but i've noticed a lot of people like just in my personal life you know traveling it's it's cheap to travel right now um, you know, and, and I, as far as I know, Nevada seems to be pretty good as far as coronavirus. But yeah, I mean, we still got some time. I'd imagine they'll 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 get up close to a thousand, I would think. Uh, but um, I agree. yeah, I mean, now's the time to travel if you're out there. I'm not though. Um, to be honest, I was thinking about it like different approach, and you know, 
I've been in the contest a lot over the years. Once, uh, me and a couple other guys, our team, we finished in eighth place. Pretty cool. We won 56000 Um, But I've also, you know, there's, I've been in it a lot. And it's not cheap, right? Like, you add up the expenses of the contest and getting there and, and everything. Like, you know, it's like 20, it's like basically about $3,000, you know, $2,500, $3,000 uh, you're spending on this contest. So this year, my strategy is going to be a little, I, you know, this is what I'm thinking. Even though I say this now, big man, I know I'm going to get suckered into getting in on this uh, one of these contests. But um, I'm going to take the money that I would have spent in the contest, big man. All right. So let's say $2,000, $2,000, you know, like the contest, you know, to enter 1700 plus, you know, the proxy, whatever. Let's say it's like $2,000. So I'm just going to take the $2,000, big man, and I'm going to play five games like I would I'm in the contest with the $2,000. Like, I'm actually going to make it $2,500, so it's $500 a game. So basically, I'm going to play $500 a game, and I'm going to jump in in week one. I have a choice. Like, you got to do it. So let's see, I'm going to do my own little mini contest, in a sense, where I don't care. Like, I'm competing against myself. But I think I can make more money, big man, if I just take my money with that bankroll and approach it like that. Five games a week, $500 a game, and if I do well, at the end of the year, I'll have made quite a bit of money, actually, at $500 a unit, big man. Yeah, you have to look back, and when you were in those contests and think of, what if you just bet these games game to game like you're talking about? You you know, if you end up not cashing throughout the year, I mean, yeah, no, I, I think it's a good strategy. And you know what, big man? Uh, you don't never have to worry once, about Yeah. Never once have we had a sub-500 record, like in a contest. Like with our best five bets, like and you'll be in you know like I mean, like yeah, like sometimes you know one year the year that we won, bro, we hit sixty two percent, big man. It was sick. That was our percentage, sixty two percent. You know, but like you know, last year it was like fifty four, fifty five. You know what I mean? Like it wasn't. You know, it's hard to do sixty all the time. I'm not, I'm not saying oh, I can easily do sixty percent, but I'm just stating that like I'm not gonna go like forty percent or something. You know what I mean? But the key is, big man, is that first week, right, right jumping in, putting that 2500 on the table, bro, right, in week one? <laughs> the thing is, though, if you enter the contest, yeah. big man, and you have a bad week one, you're pretty much screwed, bro. Like, in that contest, trust me, you can afford to have one, maybe two bad weeks. Other, If you have three or four bad weeks, you're not winning anything. And there's so many people in the contest, big man. Dude, the guy that won this, sir, the, the last year, what was the one I was in? The, the Golden Nugget one. I was in a contest, the Golden Nugget. Bro, the guy that won big, man, he had a 73% winning percentage. I can't beat that. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, that's, it's that's just like I'm throwing money away, big man. You know what I mean? Like, I'm And I know I'm not going to win 75% of my bets, guys, this year. Like, even if I do great, I'm not going to win that much. Like, it was insane. It was 71% the guy hit. Like, how the hell am I going to beat that? And I'm like, then after, I'm like, well, there goes $2,000, right? And I don't like that, big man, because I put two k in. And I'm not competing against myself. I can't control this jackass that won 70% of his games. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, no, so, I, I, I've i never played in it. I never would. I would just keep betting in the game. That's kind of how I like to do it. Yeah, I'm just going to sort of so, uh, so Earl Thomas, um, he mouths off a lot. I know he was pissing. He was pissing uh, Baltimore uh, Baltimore off. Um, so we're, we're a couple of half, we're only a couple of weeks away here. Uh, from the NFL, what do you think is going to happen, big man? You think like, um, or like offenses 
going to be clicking like early with no training camp, like or, or no with no preseason games? Like, is it going to be high scoring, low scoring? I think there's going to be injuries. Like, I would expect a lot of injuries in week one of the NFL because they didn't play. They're going to be suddenly going to be playing at a high level, a high speed. They never really got hit that hard. You know, they're not killing each other in practice. Um, you know, I know they're, they're and, and dude, they only have 10 practices with pads. So it's a three-week training camp, and they only have 10 days with pads, like allowed tackling. Like the PA said, yeah, we'll only do this for 10 days. Like the PA has them by the balls here. So, you know, what, what are you expecting, big man, out of the gate? I'm definitely expecting week one to probably not bet a ton of football just because I, I really just want to see how these teams approach it. it it's just – it really is just a different year. I mean, I you know, watching Hard Knocks, I, I've, I've watched that, and, and it's it's really an intimate look into the season and how teams, they just seem to be really sick and tired of it just with – it's just such a – it's stressful. I mean, you just got to follow all these rules and you got masks on and – yeah, it'll be weird. No preseason, no time to really kind of get into the swing of things. Um, but I, I think as as we've seen with the NBA and with baseball and all these other sports, it doesn't take long for these guys to get back into it. I remember, Gabe, when um, the NBA started back up, I remember Mike D'Antoni said, uh, James Harden, it, it took him about 30 seconds to get going. Yeah. He missed a couple shots, and then 30 seconds later, he got going. So I don't think it'll take too long. As I've said to you before, I think the NFL is going to do a pretty good job at this. I think each player is taking accountability. They're driving it into these guys' heads that, look, you're, you're, you're not a regular person. You've got to take this seriously. This is a huge outfit we're dealing with here. This is the NFL. You can't screw it up for the rest of your team. And I think if you're a young player, you don't want to be the guy that does screw it up. So I think all in all, they're doing a good job. I think they're going to do a good job. And I think the season will have – Maybe a couple hitches, maybe a couple issues, but I think for wide parts of it, it's going to be really fun, and it'll take some time, but we all know the NFL, they have the best players in the world, and uh, they'll figure it out pretty quick. But yeah, I won't probably be betting the first week or two. I just want to kind of see how it goes. Uh, see, Plus, no fans. You know, how's that? How does that look? Um, it's going to be fun, though. Strange, I'm looking though. forward to football. It's come up quick. Do you think, though, that that they should allow fans – in some places, but not fans other places? Like, shouldn't, shouldn't I, the league, I think like, that's a great shouldn't, question. shouldn't, shouldn't they be, like, uniformed? Like, Goodell, like, always, Goodell yeah. always, like, has power over everything, but you notice now, he's like, well, we'll let the states decide. Yeah, because it's about money, right? So, but, like, like, like the Chiefs are going to have 22, uh, 22% capacity. So, I guess 17,000 people, big man, at that Chief game, okay? Yet, the Giants, and Jets, they're not allowed to have fans. So, like, shouldn't, like, it be a league-wide type thing where Goodell says, listen, I don't care if you're allowed to have fans. 26 of our teams can't. So, no, you're not allowed to having fans because it creates a competitive imbalance. Like, yeah, what, do you, what do you think about that? Yeah, I think that's a great point. I, I think it should be uniformed. It, it kind of doesn't make sense from a competitive standpoint. It's kind of It's kind of like with... You know, the MLB, where one league has a DH and the other doesn't. It just doesn't make any sense. Like, one league has a better – like, it's just not fair, right? I think when you have a crowd – I think the thing is, though, I never really understood the whole, like, 15% fans. I don't think it really will make a ton of a difference. But, yeah, I think they either need to have them or don't have them. I'm not quite sure what having 15% of fans, what that yeah, – what's the how point? that's dangerous – no, but the thing but, is, but but what's why even not? The I mean, fifty percent—that's 
I know, but then it just looks empty anyways. I, I, and, you know, it's just, it's I guess really like the an, parking. Yeah, they're not going to make. Yeah, they're not going to make money off it because it's going to cost them money because of the COVID type stuff, right? There's going to, it's just, it's a weird, it's a weird dynamic to me. Is it really worth it, it like, is. to risk getting people sick just to make a couple of bucks to sell like, I don't know, like either have fans or don't have fans, like in, in all the stadiums and you can't all have fans. So, all right, well, a little football talk on the other side. We'll get picked that out of here uh, after. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Rage it up. Sports Rage with Gabe Morenci. Rage all you want. All right, NFL football. Shout out to everyone uh, in our chat here. Sean in Chicago says he thinks the uh, the defense is going to be ahead of the offenses. I do, too. I do, too. We saw in the XFL first couple of weeks, um, it was defense, defense, defense. And, guys, even at the best of times, thing is with the preseason, one thing that is true that I'll say is that is it the end of the world that there isn't a preseason? Because the fact of the matter is the players never play anyways. And it always angers me because that's what the preseason is for. And then you always see this. Like, all the time, guys, you'll see, well, they kind of struggled in week one because, you know, didn't get, like, Aaron Rodgers. Well, you know, we didn't get a lot of reps in, in the preseason. Yeah, because you didn't play. <laughs> that's the whole point of having a preseason game. So they're already kind of cold as is. Offense is already kind of struggle early in NFL regular seasons, even with the normalcy. And I expect a lot of injuries out of the gate. Uh, in week one. Um, so, and shout out to Muhammad who says the same thing I'm thinking too. So now we actually see it in writing, big man. Um, there it is, Washington football team. <laughs> so like, like I'm looking at the point spreads now. It's like uh, Philadelphia Eagles versus Washington. FanDuel says Washington NFL team. That's how they have it listed at FanDuel. Philadelphia Eagles versus Washington NFL team. <laughs> Eagles. Six and a half point favorites. Six and a half point favorites. Over unders 44 and a half. The game uh, is in Washington. So um, the game is in, in Washington. No fans allowed uh, at, at this, um, in that stadium, I know. So, because I know that because the MLS, the the mayor, whatever, like they, they said no fans. So the, the Washington MLS team basically went like on the other side of the county line, like where they're allowed to have fans. They're all upset. They're like, you guys are just mocking this now by doing that. Um, so there'll be no fans allowed. But what's the word with the Eagles uh, right now, big man? What's the what's the word in Philly with their camp? I haven't heard any major injuries in the uh, last couple of days, so that's a good thing when you're talking about the Eagles because they had injuries before they even started camp. Yeah, I mean, Dallas Goddard suffered a, a hairline fracture in one of his thumbs this week, but... Uh, from what they said, it's not too serious. You should be okay. But, yeah, I mean, as far as them, you're right. There really hasn't been any injuries. And that's, as you said, good because that's something they struggle with year after year. Um, you know, I think defensively the jury's still out on the linebackers, but I think they're much improved. Obviously, 
bringing in a guy like Darius Slay. And, you know, all of a sudden, I mean, as usual, they have the best, probably one of the best defensive lines in the NFL. Uh, but it's can Carson Wentz stay healthy? Is this receiving group good enough? Can Deshaun Jackson stay healthy? Uh, and does this offensive line have enough talent? You lose Brandon Brooks, you bring back Jason Peters. Um, but, yeah, look, I don't think the offense has trouble scoring points. Look, I think the Eagles have a solid season. I just – I always worry with Carson just because, you know, he is so injury-prone and he always has issues. But I'm excited. I'm looking forward to it. I, I think, you know, as we've getting, gotten past the draft and everything, I'm interested in seeing what Jalen Rager has. I'm interested in seeing who makes his team because, you know, there's a lot of guys I think they're excited about in that receiver room uh, at the linebacker position. Uh, but, yeah, all in all, uh, pretty good so far. No major injuries to speak of. Love the Darius Slay acquisition. I mean, uh, the Philadelphia Eagles, we know their secondary has been a weak link uh, for many years. And, you know, he's one of the best players in the NFL at, at his position. I share your concerns about the wide receiver position. I like the draft pick. Like you said, he's got to go out there and prove it. And, man, you know, we see a lot of rookie, rookie wide receivers struggle in the NFL. It's really hit or miss, that stuff. Um, you know, I like I like the running backs. I like your running backs, and I'm not I'm not a massive fan. Like Jeffrey's not getting any younger. I'm not a big Deshaun guy. You know, I think Deshaun's overrated. He always he always gets hurt. He's old. Like I said, I'm just not a big Deshaun guy. I'm curious to see what uh, what Rager brings to the table uh, here. I like your ground game though. I mean, I'm a big Sanders fan. I, I I do like him a lot. Are they better than Dallas? To me, that's the question, big man. And it'll be in Listen, no. if Carson Wentz gets no. hurt too, you no. got Jay, you got Jay, Carson Wentz, you got Jalen Hurts, but no. So you think Dallas are the team to beat in this division? Yes, yeah, so I actually bet Dallas to win the Super Bowl on Friday. I, I think they're, I think sixteen to one's way too high. Um, look, first of all, they have a new head coach. Look, I don't love Mike McCarthy, but he's ten times better than Jason Garrett. I actually like their coordinators. I'm a big Kellen Moore guy. I think he's got a lot of a good, room to grow. Good point. I think from a roster roster perspective, I, I've I have a hard time saying they're not one of the best rosters in the league. Uh, I think receiver wise, they're set, especially with CD Lamb. You know how good Ezekiel Elliott is. Offensive line's very good. I think this defense, though, is where they're going to make their bones. I think they got a lot better on the defensive line, adding guys like Griffin and. Dantari Poe, you already have Demarcus Lawrence. I think they have the best linebackers in the league. Uh, and that secondary is young, but I think it's potent. I like Kaha Clinton Dix a lot. I thought Trevon Diggs was one of the best corners in the draft, really outside of Jeffrey Okuda. I had him as the second best corner in the draft overall. I thought Dallas drafted well. I think they've improved the positions they needed to. I love everything about the Cowboys. I think Dak comes back, obviously, with plenty to prove this year. I don't see a lot of holes in this football team, to be really honest with you. Um, they got the elephant in the room out of there with Jason Garrett. It's just a question of, does Jay, uh, Jerry Jones stay out of the mix? We know he normally doesn't, but I think on paper this team is going to be terrific. I think uh, I agree with a lot of what you said. You know, I kind of rolled my eyes um, when they hired McCarthy. I'm not going to lie. I'm like, yeah, really? Out of all the guys out there? But in, now that it settles in, I don't hate it. You know, in the sense of, you know, he's 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 won a Super Bowl before. He's dealt with egos before. Aaron Rodgers not an easy guy to get along with. He's dealt with Aaron Rodgers. And he's not a jerk, but he's a tough guy. You know what I mean? And and as you stated, listen, 
I have, I kind of wonder. All right, you have a new coach. What's the, you know, what's the system going to be like and everything? But you, how can you not be better, big man? Like Jason Garrett was that bad, and Jason Garrett, it was clear, big man. They didn't respect him, man. Like you know what I mean? It's like how can a, a football coach get a guy's attention in the room when everyone knows that you're just a puppet for the owner, right? Like yeah, whatever, bro. You're Garrett, whatever, dude. You, you, you can do what Jerry tells you. Like. And he's a nice guy. Jason Garrett knows football, but he was put in a bad spot. Jerry Jones cut his balls off, so to speak. And, you know, and another thing is Jason Garrett, like, he's a clapper. He's all positive all the time and stuff, and it wasn't working. I, you look at the Dallas Cowboy players, because as you stated, on paper, they might have the best roster in the NFL, big man, actually, now. Like, you know, like you said, every position, they're stacked. Like, oh, the, I... the Dallas Cowboys are stacked. Like, there's no reason why they shouldn't win 12 games. You know what I mean? Like, I would want, like, if I if I own that team, I look at the roster, I'd be like, guys, like, I, we should be 13-3. and three. Yeah, 12-4, and 13-3 football team. They weren't. I think McCarthy could get more out of them just because it's not like the substitute teacher they don't respect there now with Garrett. You know what I mean? Yeah, and, and that's that was kind of my big thing. I, I think they've gotten significantly better at positions, and, uh, you know, they obviously made a big step up with, the new uh, head coach signing. But as far as Gabe, one that I'll throw out as well, I actually bet this also Baltimore Ravens against the Dallas Cowboys in the Super Bowl. I'm not one to bet these. I don't love these. I actually think Baltimore, I don't think it's out of the question that they win every game this season. I think outside of the chiefs, that is a very easy schedule. I think they have a lot to prove. I thought they've got significantly better positions as well. It wouldn't surprise me if they, run the table honestly in a weird year i actually bet it at 30 to 1 that they run the table i think it, it's got a shot especially if they can get by the chiefs i have a i have to wonder if they can run it because that that's a very simple schedule but yeah i'm very high on dallas i'm very high on the Baltimore ravens i'm also very high on your buffalo bills uh, real quick josh allen i think he takes a big step forward after that mess last year in the playoffs i think defensively they're the best team in the league I really like Tremaine Edmonds. I think he could be an all-pro kind of player down the road. Uh, he's got 4-5 speed. I love their uh, defensive line. Their secondary is as good as anybody. And I'm telling you right now, the best free agent acquisition was Stephon Diggs by a long shot. They needed him desperately to go along with Cole Beasley. You need a big-time target to throw to. I love their young group in the backfield with Singletary. And don't sleep on Zach Moss. He was a good player at Utah. I really love this Bill team. I think they win their first playoff game uh, since 1995. I'm all in on Bill's Mafia this season. I like uh, the Bills. I don't see why they don't win this division. I don't see I don't see why they don't win a division. Josh Allen is 50 to one to win the uh, the NFL regular season most valuable player award. Patrick Mahomes is the favorite at plus high. 380. Yeah, good, a nice number. Like you said. Like, he's way at the bottom of the page. And, like, put it this way, bro. Like, Baker Mayfield's 29 to 1. As if. Like, you know what I mean? Like, Baker Mayfield's 29 <laughs> to 1, and Josh Allen's 50 to 1, bro? Come on. Like, that's just stupid. Like, you know what I mean? Um, Kyler Murray's 23 to 1. I'm high on Arizona. We'll get into them moving forward, uh, big man. But I think Arizona takes a nice step up this year, especially with getting Hopkins in there. Kingsbury yeah. did a nice job. He's got a nice staff, uh, the defense. Thing is, people, oh, you can't coach defense. Arizona's defense was good last year, big man. It was actually the offense that struggled. <laughs> the defense no, actually that, made plays. That's a great point by you. 
Yeah, and Kyler Murray, another year under his belt, you add uh, Hopkins. I'll tell you another thing, Gabe, real quick. It wouldn't surprise me if the Jags lose every game. This is a terrible team, and it's pretty clear – they are looking to lose football games. They could have went out and got Cam Newton. They could have went out and made a splash. They didn't do it. They're tanking for Trevor. I think Gardner Minshew. Yeah, Gardner Minshew is a nice story and all for a couple of weeks. But, I mean, this guy, look, to say he can lead a team, I think it's a little crazy. That that offense is bad. I mean, they they have very little there. Uh, Defensively, Jalen Ramsey's long gone. Um, I'm actually, real quick before we go, the Miami Dolphins, a team that we just talked about, AFC East, they're interesting. It wouldn't surprise me if they challenged for second in that division. That's an interesting oh, yeah. Yeah, team. Yeah. I think defensively, they're a lot better than they're a lot better than people think. And probably an eight, and eight, look, nine, and seven team actually. Uh, good coach. Yeah, good coach. Yeah, it's probably they an eight, played eight, eight for, now. They played. They played for Frazier or uh, Flores last year. Uh, that was that was fun to watch. I, I really like what they have there. I think they could be a team to keep your eye on. Defensively, they are a lot better than people think. Uh, they add Kyle Van Noy. You, you add some real talent, um, you know, at the linebacker position as well. I, I love the Dolphins. They're, they're an interesting uh, team to keep your eye on as well. And um, just for the record, though, the Bills did trade. They traded uh, with the Vikings, but they they and and the Vikings got Jefferson, the wide receiver. And the Bills said after, we like Diggs better than Jefferson, right? Like, the Bills the Bills are in a win-now mode, like you said, big man. They they didn't care about drafting a young kid. Diggs is the perfect guy. He's a perfect Bill. You throw Diggs in there with John Brown, Cole Beasley, uh, the Gabriel kid they brought in, too, uh, from uh, from UCF. Like, uh, they they've, I like the, the wide receiver core in Buffalo is, you know, Dude, Josh Allen never had anything to work with in his career. This is the first time he actually has multiple real weapons uh, to throw the football to. FanDuel has a prop up right now, big man. Worst team in the NFL. Which team's going to have the worst record in the NFL? I love this bet. Jacksonville Jaguars plus 250. They'll give you plus 250 that the Jags will be the worst yeah. team in the league. The Jags will be the worst team in the league. The second choice is Washington. Yeah, I don't. At I'm... six to one. Washington aren't that bad. Like people like Hoskins is better than people think, too. Like, Washington will win six games or something, but Jacksonville's going 1-15, bro. Like, they might not win a game, like you said. Yeah, I'm pretty surprised to see that at 250. I, I don't really think anyone else is even in the running. I mean, Carolina's way better than them. Washington's way better than them. Yeah, I agree with you on that. Sports Rage Late Night continues. Shout out to Big Man on campus for taking it with us. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. You're listening to SportsRage with Gabe Morenci. SportsRage Late Night. Shout out to Big Man on campus. We're kicking it with a shout out to all of our radio affiliates out there as well. We appreciate you joining us. Uh, Scott Wetzel, Bagels and Bad Beats uh, coming up. And uh, don't forget, Scotty Farrell will be back uh, Monday night. And we'll be following the great Scotty uh, Farrell. Real cool coming on and uh, kicking it with Scotty at the end of his shows too. 
Uh, so we'll look forward to speaking with Scotty tomorrow night. Good times talking NFL football um, tonight on the program. We didn't really, you know, we'll start to get into more NFL. Now we're only a couple of weeks away uh, from, from the season starting. We're talking about the Buffalo Bills, and the Bills should win that division uh, this year. The football team and the dynamic with no fans and, you know, a lot of stuff to break down, a lot of storylines we'll get into um, this this week and in the coming weeks. But a team that I like a lot and I think is going to thrive, a player that I like a lot and I think is going to thrive uh, with no fans is Kirk Cousins. And remember, Kirk Cousins actually said he doesn't mind no fans. And, and you know, Kirk Cousins hasn't performed well in primetime games, right? Kirk Cousins hasn't performed well in in some of those settings. I think without fans, it's going to take a lot of the edge off. And even though I like Stephon Diggs a lot, I'm a Buffalo Bill fan, guys. Uh, if you're tuning in, you're unaware. I know most of our diehards know that, but I'm a Bills fan. I like Diggs. Diggs on the Bills is good. But the thing is, Minnesota won't miss him. Minnesota's not going to miss him. Diggs was becoming a problem there. Um, he didn't get along with Kirk Cousins. You know, Diggs didn't get along with uh, with, with the coach. He didn't. He didn't get. He didn't get along with the coaching staff. He wasn't talking to like he would leave. You know, after games without talking to people, Diggs and stuff. Like it wasn't. There wasn't a good relationship there anymore. The, the, the relationship had. You know, just wasn't wasn't good anymore. Without him there, I think they could be more comfortable. They've got a ton of talent. They'll be fine. And Diggs is happy with Buffalo. I think it's a win win for everybody. Win-win for everybody. Uh, we have a, uh, a point spread edition here. Toronto Raptors, Boston Celtics. They start the series on Thursday. Kyle Lowry's status is unknown right now. The Toronto Raptors open up one-and-a-half-point favorites. No total yet. One-and-a-half-point favorites. Toronto, Boston. Shout out to Master Control of Midtown Manhattan. Other than that, you're on your own. Later. Ever wondered how a book gets made into a movie? Or how to master the art of cooking? Either way, we've got you covered with the Two Guys from Hollywood podcast. I'm Alan Nevins, a literary agent and talent manager. And I'm Joey Santos, a columnist and celebrity chef. On our podcast, we're going to be serving you a fresh perspective of the entertainment industry alongside our favorite celebrity guests. As we like to say, we don't dish, we serve. Listen and follow Two Guys from Hollywood on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. We'll talk at you soon.